Welcome, everybody. I know it's been a long time since I have done a podcast. And for some reason, I've got the motivation to do another one. Um, but last time we left off, we were talking about Arminian theology. I said I was going to go through the five points of Arminianism to then move on to five points of Calvinism, uh, maybe Pelagiist theology or universalism, and just kind of go through and get a good understanding, different spectrums of what people believe in their theology, and to show people maybe some inconsistencies in their beliefs, or essentially maybe something they don't know or confuse about and basically to show other people what other people thought about it and, and how they can reflect on what other people have researched and found out throughout the years that they can then go back and look at and, and review scripture and really see what scripture says about it. So I know at the end of my last podcast, I said, we're going to talk about unconditional election, which I had wrong because Arminian theology believe in conditional election. There's two, two totally different things. Um, you're only conditional uh, when God looks through a tunnel of time and he foreknows that you're going to accept him, that's then when he elects you. That is what Arminians believe. Me personally, I don't believe in that theology, and I'll explain a little bit later why. But essentially, it's later on down the road, God just randomly looks down time and says, oh, well, I see that Bryson is going to accept me at this point in time. And so therefore, I'm going to elect him because I can I can look down the tunnels of time and see that he's going to choose me, right? Now, for me personally, I think that that is very unbiblical. Uh they use verses like Romans 8, 29, and 30. Um, they call it the golden chain or the golden link, really whatever you want to call it, where it says, For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. And those whom he or those who he called, he also justified. And those whom he also justified... He can't see that verse right there. He also glorified. There we go. That's a wonderful verse that I believe is taken wildly out of context by the Arminian group. Uh, for somebody to say that God has to look down a tunnel of time in order to elect um, somebody that he sees that is going to believe in him would imply that God has to learn something or God doesn't already know something that's going to happen. So therefore he has to elect only when he sees that you will accept him as if God doesn't already know if you are, as if God hasn't already created you to either accept him or, or not to. Right. So it's, it's for me, I think it's a puny God um, to think that God doesn't fully know that I'm going to to, to be saved is is absolutely ridiculous. I think it's absurd to think something like that, that God isn't sovereign enough to know, to already know before the foundations of the world 
um, that I would be saved because my God's bigger than that, right? I would say that I, I know my God knows that that I'm gonna be that I'm gonna get saved or not before the foundations of time, uh, before time ever began. I know in Revelations, I can't remember specifically where at. I think it's 13 or so. Uh, where it talks about Jesus being the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. I think that that's an important concept to understand, knowing that this has been God's predetermined plan, the sacrifice of Christ, before time had even been conceived by God. And so understanding that, that God is so sovereign in his, and, and he's going to fully exercise his will that's been predetermined before time eternity past whatever you want to say is really comforting to know that you know you can truly rest in knowing that god is in full control right and, and god knows his people god knows his sheep um, god doesn't learn who's going to be his sheep he already knows who his sheep are so i don't exactly know you know why armenians really hold to this conditional election. Um, I know it's part of the Articles of Remonstrance. Um, that's kind of their doctrine that they really hold to. Um, but Reformed theology or Calvinism, whatever you want to call it, I really don't like saying Calvinism because I think that that's disrespectful to uh, John Calvin. Uh, I don't think he would want people saying the the term Calvinism, right? Um, I think Reformed theology is probably a better term because it is a reform back to the original theology, so to say. Um, Arminianism, I guess, the same way. I mean, Joseph, uh, Josephus or jo Joseph Arminius, uh, same thing, except I don't really know what you would call that because you're not really <laughs> reforming back to anything because that's not what the early church fathers held to. So that's why that's not called a reformed theology. Arminianism is not reformed theology. Uh, because they're not reforming back to anything. They're just coming up with a entirely new theology. Um, anyways, that's about the sum of it, though. I mean, I mean, there's really not much to understanding what conditional election is, right? Um, it's really that simple. It's, in my opinion, not very biblical. Uh, but at the same time, right? Um, I wouldn't consider somebody that holds to conditional election a heretic, right? I, I would just think that that's not biblically accurate. I don't even think that's a primary issue. I, honestly, I would say that's more of a secondary issue. I think it does undermine the sovereignty of God, and I think that's a distorted image of who God is. And I think that we should be careful on how we portray God um, and his sovereignty, because you never want to undermine God or put God in some sort of box and where God has to learn things and, and God doesn't, right? He's all-knowing. Um, he knows things before they even happen. Uh, he determines things before the foundation of the world, before time even began. He's already predetermined what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and how it's going to happen. Um, we can see that all throughout Scripture, God having his hand on nations, using nations to conquer other nations, uh, putting kings in place for certain reasons, um, when Jesus came um, into the world at a specific time and in the specific era era that he had him come. Uh, so that's about the uh, the basics of it, of conditional election. There's really nothing to it. 
Uh, it's not as big and lengthy as partial depravity. I know that's more of a heftier podcast. This one's going to be a little bit shorter here, but I think that's going to be the sum of it. Uh, I think that that's pretty much essentially all about conditional election. I mean, it's, it's really nothing very big, right? I mean, it's just that God just looks down a ton of time and, you know, somehow, you know, says, oh, he's going to believe in he, me, so I'm going to elect him, right? So, like I said, I don't believe it's biblical. If you do, I would love to actually talk about it. I, I would think that that would be something really interesting to talk about. Um, but anyways, uh, I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Those who listen to this, uh, I'm going to try to post an episode every day, actually. Uh, I think I'm going to have time to. And so maybe we'll try to keep them a little bit shorter, uh, not as long here, because uh, I think the rest of these points of Arminianism won't be really as lengthy. I think the next one, which is unlimited atonement, uh, that that's going to be more of a lengthy one. Uh, to talk about next podcast so go ahead and be prepared for that because there's going to be a lot of controversies for unlimited atonement uh anyways thank you guys once again for listening and i will catch you guys in the next podcast